Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. ESPN Radio for Western Montana, KKVU HD3 Stevensville, and 102.9 FM on K275BS Missoula. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now... The 2017 Radio Sports Broadcaster of the Year. On the show with back-to-back Montana Broadcaster Association Awards for sports coverage and award-winning sports journalism. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Grizz Monmouth. Montana State, Norfolk State, tomorrow. High school football today. A brand new segment today. A brand new mashup today. And Grizz tickets today. Basically everything today. It is Tutel Nuanas on 1029 ESPN Radio and across the state on SWX Montana Television. Hi, how are you? Great to be with you on a Friday afternoon. Ton going on. Absolutely jam packed today. This is when you got to have more than two hours. I mean, you got to have about seven hours to get it all in today, but we will do our absolute best. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, and online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can find us on the World Wide Web. 1029ESPN.com. There you can listen live on the Listen Live tab. It's called a stream, and it is there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to pick up your phone and call us, you can do that as well. 329-1899, area code 406. That's the state of Montana, people. 
329-1899. All guests, join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. Let's take a look at what we got in the show today. We are going to start with uh, college football in the state of Montana. Uh, tomorrow, two final games of the non-conference season for both the Grizz and the Cats. Montana hosting Monmouth. Montana State hosting Norfolk State. We will hear from Jeff Cho. We will hear from Matt Miller on the quarterback play of uh, Casey Bauman. And they're uh, pretty straight. Candid thoughts about uh, the good and the bad of their uh, f- r- freshman, redshirt freshman quarterback. So we'll get into that. We will talk about the uh, Grizz Monmouth game as well from a matchup standpoint. And we got tickets for you. That's right. Parish tickets to tomorrow's Grizz Monmouth game. You want to go to the game. You don't have tickets yet. You're trying to figure out how you're going to get in. Well, this is how you're going to get in. You're going to call us here a little later on. In fact, in this very segment, and you're going to get tickets. That's how it's going to go. Okay, so we will get to all of that. We also are going to hear from Todd Hughes, the head coach of the Loyola Rams. Loyola hosting Manhattan in the uh, biggest game in Class B in the state. That game will be on SWX television tonight at 7 o'clock. Keith DeMolder on the call for that. So uh, stick around for that when this show is over get your weekend football weekend started with a little bit of high school football uh, at the class b level and we will hear from coach hughes uh the uh, loyola head coach here in just a moment we also of course because it's friday we got carolyn in here just going out of her mind with a chick who doesn't know sports as usual uh we didn't know at the time that we recorded this with her that ab is actually no longer a patriot <laughs> so that will be uh an interesting progression in the turn of events of the world that you will note when you hear it but in any case, you know, it's always solid gold. Top of the hour, brand new segment, excited about this. 12 for the 12s, 12 minutes for Seattle Seahawks fans. We are ESPN Radio, proud to be the uh, Seattle Seahawks affiliate in the uh, in uh, western Montana and in Missoula down the Bitterroot Valley. We will have, of course, the Seahawks uh, New Orleans Saints game for you on Sunday. Uh, we go to the air with that at noon, the pregame show. But very happy to have Michael Sean Dugar, who is the uh, Seattle beat writer for The Athletic, covering the Seahawks for The Athletic, uh, joining us. He's going to join us all year long. And so the first installation of 12 for the 12s with Michael Sean Dugar coming up at the top of the hour. We will do some picks against the spread. We will talk about what we got on ESPN Radio and our very first ever to tell Nuana's two-minute mashup. Give you the full week in two minutes. That's right what we're going to do. So there you go. That is our show outlook. Show outlook is brought to us by Missoula Gutter Cleaning, the safest, fastest, most fun, and most insured company. Visit MissoulaGutterCleaning.com for an estimate. Coulter, sometimes in order to have more time, you got to take a little bit of time out. And that's exactly what we're going to do right now. We need we need 10 hours to get through everything that is going on here today because we had some late breaking news as of about 10 minutes ago that we're going to lead off with here. But before we get to that, you got to have a little bit of coffee, man. Like, if you're running low, you're not going to get the stuff done you need to get done. I got myself a Florence Coffee Company iced coffee. You brought it to me. Thank you very much. What are you sipping on over there? A little green tea. I already had too much coffee today. Mm. <laughs> so you needed to kick it in neutral a little bit. Ooh, well, I had, I had my <laughs> hey, girls at Florence probably think I'm crazy because I went there Be- twice in the span of uh, maybe four hours. <laughs> I, I, was, I was putting the finishing touches on my... Uh, well, I was putting my finishing touches on my Jerry Louie McGee senior profile, which will be up at SkylineSportsMT.com pretty soon. A really good conversation with Mike Ferrer, former Grizz receiver, yesterday. And, you know, JLM just has a great story, man. It it's, a, it's an excellent story. Worley, Idaho is two, population 250. Yep. And he, and he comes as a five foot eight walk on to Montana and graduates as the all time leader in the school's history and catches. 
Not to mention he's one of the greatest punt returners in the history of the Big Sky Conference. Yes. Unbelievable story. Uh, but I needed some juice. This was about noon, so I got a copy. And then as I finished, a couple like two hours later, I called you and said, well, I'm already here, so I might as well go through the drive-thru again. again. Yep. Well, yep. Uh, it is time. It's Friday. Listen, you can stay up late. You can sleep in. You can get yourself ready for afternoon kickoff of uh, Grizz and Cat football tomorrow. Take a time out. Do a Florence Coffee Company coffee break with us right now. Thank you very much, Florence, for this. Mm-hmm. As always. Now, look, we were going to lead what you would expect going into a football weekend with football. And, uh, you know, Montana, Montana State, all that kind of stuff. Then A.B. gets cut. You go, okay, well, do we really want to talk about that? Is that a big deal? It's interesting. There's plenty to talk to. I don't know that. I think we got too much other stuff to get to to really spend much time on it. It is what it is. Okay. But then we get more news, more very relevant news to uh, this area. And it looks like Hellgate senior athletic star, two-sport star, both uh, uh, basketball and football, Raleigh Wooster, has made a decision about his collegiate future, going to play basketball at Utah State. This according to a post on Twitter. It is not from Raleigh Wooster's account. It is from, from Select Basketball USA, which I believe is the AAU program, the club that he plays for. The AAU, uh, the AAU program. Now, I, I am going to put a lot of credence into this, but I am not going to put 100% because, let's put it like this, I have, I have known cases in which an attempt to leverage a person, I'm not talking about kid, in, in all kinds of ways, in fact, well, I, don't, I, I won't say specific, but even in our own radio world, there has been leverage moves made by announcing something before it was so in order to get it to become so, as they say to manifest it. But nonetheless, uh, there is a uh, tweet that's out there. It's making the rounds. And uh, when we had Mick Morris on the ESPN roundtable, which you may have heard uh, earlier today and this week, uh, you know, he said, you know, that he kind of alluded to there may be an announcement coming sooner rather than later about Raleigh Wooster and what he's up to. So uh, if this is in fact true, Utah State, an outstanding basketball program, no doubt about it. They're playing in the Mountain West. Uh, that is, uh, uh, you know, understandable and I don't know if 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 Raleigh uh, or his family have connections you know to the state of Utah to the Yankees specifically or what it would have been you know where you go okay this is what I think that I want to do uh I think I was I was wonder I I had a very open thought about you know the fact that he maybe decided that he liked football more than he liked basketball or he thought maybe there was a higher upside I really hoped that Raleigh would choose to play basketball for me personally because he is a next-level basketball talent uh, to me in terms of what his skill set is and his 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 just eye and instinct for the game is uh, it's something that is is not really teachable and I think that that's uh, uh, so I'm I'm glad he's playing basketball. I guess I didn't have any idea where it would be that he might be going. How much better is Utah State than the University of Montana? Mm, I think it's a pretty open question that you know Utah State's a very good. Team. Utah State went 28 and 7 last mm-hmm. year. They went 15 and 3 in the Mountain West, tied for the Mountain West Conference title. They got the auto bid and they were a number 8 seed in the NCAA tournament. Montana has never been a, as high as a number 8 seed. Yeah. And so, and, and Utah State people forget that they had such an entrenched tradition and also a recruiting presence in Western Montana because Stu Morrill, former head coach for uh, for a long time for Utah State, was, was at Montana before. Right. And Stu Morrill. It became almost kind of a running joke. Utah State's going to win 28 to 30 games when they were in the whack. They're mm-hmm. going to get a 10 to 12 seed. Every once in a while, they'll pull the 
twelve five upset, yeah. and but most of the time they're just going to be thirty and four and lose an opening round and keep doing it and keep on rolling. Um, but they've pulled some kids out of this part of the country before, including most recently Riley Bradshaw went down to Utah State mm-hmm. uh, and ended up transferring back home to the University of Montana. But uh, Craig Smith in his second year at Utah State is definitely an up and coming young coach. Uh, he took a South Dakota program that was uh, just absolutely in the dumpster and made them from to, into a 500 program, then into a 22-win team, then into a 27-win team uh, before taking the Utah State job. So uh, he's got that program and then the Utah State program on upward trajectories. I watched Utah State live last year twice because they played a couple of Big Sky yep. teams, including opening the season at Montana State, or against Montana State, excuse me, uh, in uh, Logan. And uh, they're good. They're talented. Yeah, they they open they went to Montana State two years ago and uh, they rolled the cats up pretty good both times uh, uh, on that. So anyway, uh, for what it's worth, we will uh, work on um, getting full confirmation uh, on that. But uh, for now, that is uh, what it appears. Raleigh Wooster is uh, going to do one of the uh, one of the most her- one of the more heralded high school athletes from the city of Missoula in, in quite some time. I mean, probably. Uh, Trace Tinkle would be the, the most recent, and his future was never really in doubt in terms of what he was doing. So this is why this is so interesting with the original yeah. verbal commitment, and then you know take you know recant that and realize you got a lot more options than maybe you thought you were going to have, and then you know make a final decision. So I think this has been a, a, a much more sort of complex and and uh, circuitous story uh, than we've seen in Missoula in a long time coming out of the high school ranks. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention Ben Roberts, you know, getting drafted in baseball, well, sure. going to Washington State, and uh, you know, there's been some other, a couple others. I mean, Catherine Burkhoff at, at Hellgate swimming team. I mean, she's she's world class, no doubt. But Rod Wooster's definitely been a kid that has had some of the most in- intrigue because he was the youngest player to ever verbally commit to Grizz basketball. He got offered after his freshman year. I know uh, former. Assistant basketball coach Rashi Wortham used to play basketball down at the peak all the time, and he saw Raleigh there, and he's like, well, man, this guy can hang against, like, former Grizz players and grown men, and he's 15. So then he started talking to Coach Shakira and said, hey, you got to watch this kid play. So they started recruiting him. He's like, oh, he can play. Give him an offer. So I think that's why he was so – it's such an intriguing deal because he was so young. Can you hold on – I mean, to have a guy verbally committed, you have to hold on to him for three years. Right. It, that, that's, that's tough. Yes, it is. Especially when somebody physically blossoms like Raleigh Wooster has as well. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana. All right. That's that news. Let's move on to some football stuff. The Grizz and the Cats. Uh, Colter, we've talked about both these games quite a bit. Let's start, though, with Montana State uh, because we have some sound for you from Jeff Choate and from Matt Miller, the offensive coordinator, Matt Miller, of the Bobcats, about Casey Bauman. And you and I both talked about on Monday, maybe it was Tuesday, that, that we believe this game to be – we will think that both of these games are come at a really good moment for both schools and Montana coming off, you know, the loss to Oregon, getting a fourth game to sort of, you know, finish off the non-conference and sort of, so to speak, launch and, and lock and load, however you want to talk about it for the conference schedule. Um, but for, but, but Montana is also, I mean, they're kind of what they are at this point. And, and every team is obviously wanting to get better, get better every single week, come together, and that, that's what this week uh, creates with an additional game in there. But for Montana State, it's just it, it just seems like it's so important that Casey Bauman get as much experience as he possibly can, particularly against a team that you think you might be able to try a few things against 
maybe throw some more balls down the field than what you ordinarily would feel comfortable doing. Who knows how the game will go. But you just get that additional time with a kid who's who's in, in a weird way kind of the linchpin of the offense just insofar as he needs to up, cover some floor. He needs to get to some sort of middle-of-the-road level as a player to make them potentially really, really good. And this is a, a, a really big opportunity in a game that is not a conference game to maybe take a step forward for him in his progression. Colter, something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. It twofold, I think, here. I think, first of all, I said this on my, my Bozeman radio show this morning. I think that regardless of how this matchup plays out, I think Montana State will have a definitive advantage in the trenches. They most often will this year. Yes. During the regular season, Montana State will have an advantage in the trenches on both sides of the ball more, more often than not. And I'm just thinking about the matchups in the big sky. The fact that they don't play Weber State, uh, I think that you could actually say, and they don't play Eastern Washington, I think you could actually say across the board, with, except for maybe the Montana game, depending on how the Grizz are playing at that moment, I think you could say that Montana State's going to have an advantage in the trenches, but they're going to have a definitive advantage in this game. Yeah, And so they're going to be able to run the ball. But I think one of the key storylines entering this game is just the pres- preservation of some of their top players. Isaiah Fonse is still coming back from what's not necessarily a muscle or, or structural thing. It's just a knee bruise, but it's just it's pure time that it takes for it to heal. So I just don't think you want to get him banged up in a game that you're favored by four touchdowns. If you could just give him a rest and he'll be 100% against NAU. Right. It's the same thing with Troy Anderson. He tweaked his ankle last week. He's running against a 9 and 10 man box against Western Illinois. But they literally put their entire defense, besides their two corners, in the box. And Troy Anderson came in the game. He ends up rushing for only 14 yards on seven carries and he twists his ankle. And then he only plays in third downs on defense the rest of the game. And I know he didn't practice this week. So he'll either be very limited or maybe not play at all. And you, you got to do it because you got to have Troy Anderson if you want to make a run at the Big Sky yeah. Conference title. Uh, but that said, then they're going to rely a little bit more on Casey Bobbin. And this reminds me of the Wagner game a year ago when Tucker Rovick sort of turned the corner and had a good day. He then unfortunately got hurt a couple weeks later, right when he was about to assume the starting job. Then he's overtaken by Bobbin in the offseason. But if, you're, if this is a game you're in control of, 
maybe Bauman can get in a little bit more of a rhythm. If Troy Anderson's out, I think that's the greatest thing ever for Casey Bauman if you're playing an inferior opponent. Because now Jeff Choate doesn't, isn't tempted to put Troy Anderson at quarterback when you need a score. Put Troy Anderson in here or there. Travis Johnson's banged up too, so he'll either be limited or out. So now all of a sudden, it's only Bauman. And then, so if you can find a rhythm, that's key. But also, if you can't, now all of a sudden, the wolf's at the door. Yeah. And if you're going into NAU and you don't have confidence in Casey Bauman, what do we got? What do you got? Yeah, I totally. mean, you're talking about everybody thinks it's ridiculous, but at the end of the day, Jeff Choate's job is to win games, and these players' job—I mean, their their responsibilities to their schools to win. And if they think Troy Anderson gives them the best chance to win, they're not going to hesitate to pull the trigger. I'm not saying that that's in the works right now, but you need Casey Bauman to get a little bit of confidence under his under himself going into conference play. Well, here is a little bit of sound uh, from uh, Jeff Choate uh, regarding his quarterback. When you look at the way Casey's playing right now through three games, what do you think he needs to do maybe to just get a little bit more accurate on, on some of those throws, especially in the in the quick Yeah, I think there's a couple things that go into it. Some of the mechanics, you know, are it, it, weight transition is a big thing for him if he's throwing and not transitioning his weight to his front foot. The ball's going to have a tendency to dive because he has such a high delivery point. The other thing is I think he's squeezing the ball too hard. You know, when you kind of choke the ball, oftentimes it's not going to come out as clean. And so some of that's just being more relaxed. We knew we were going to deal with some, some growing pains here. And, uh, you know, certainly that's a part of the process. And, uh, you know, we'll continue to work on it, man. I mean, I think there was things that were open and available to us, certainly in the passing game. They had a good scheme. Every time 15 came in the game, they were going to crash and spill. And so, you know, we didn't adjust as quickly as we probably should have on that. I think there's some things that we could have done to take advantage of them overplaying the perimeter of our offense when we had him in the game. But there's a ton of things that were open to us in the passing game. And we had favorable matchups. And we've got to be more efficient there. Is three games enough of a sample size to kind of gauge where Casey's at as well? Is it, a, is it enough film for him to kind of take this next step for himself? Yeah, I think he's got plenty of reps. I do. I think not because we made this decision so early in camp. It's not just the game reps, but he's also had that extra two and a half weeks of practice where he was really taking the one reps. And so, um, yeah, I think we, we know what he's not doing well. I mean, there's some decisions that, you know, obviously he'd like to have back, but I think he's making progress. Casey, I think, has done a really good job. I mean, it's, it's easy to criticize the quarterback. I get that. But here's what that guy's done for us. He hasn't thrown one interception, okay? He's taken, what, one or one sack in three games, something like that. You know, he's, he's been very, very smart with the football. And at the end of the day, when you're playing good defense, you can, you, you can take some chances, but you, you probably would be better off letting your defense play. And so I really commend him for staying within himself, making good decisions with the football, valuing the football for our team. And I think those are things that we can build on. Now, some of the, you know, some of the reads, managing the perimeter a little bit better when, you know, uh, not predetermining things. I think that's the biggest step for him. Let the game slow down, see what the defense is doing, make the correct read. We're not, we're not going through a three progression. I mean, this isn't go here, here, here. This is post safety, split safety, yes, no, do this. I mean, that's it. And uh, oftentimes, you know, you got to let it play out. You got They're going to try to disguise coverage. They're going to bring pressure. And so have a little bit of patience, have a little bit of poise. And I think the more game reps he gets, the better he's going to be at that. So there you go. Uh, pretty straightforward on the part of Jeff Choate, both directions. I mean, he said, you know, look, this is, there's, there's a lot of good things that he's doing. Then there's some other things that he isn't doing. And I do find it interesting at the end, he basically said, like, we're, it is a fairly simple thing that he's got to do back there ultimately from the read standpoint. So that's, you know, that, that isn't something that we are going to sit here and, you know, be overly patient about. Like, I mean, I think that, that Jeff Chode, especially when he's referring to the couple and a half weeks before the game started, you know, is, is saying, you know, we need to be at a place where 
you are like the the progression is being seen, and uh, and I don't know if they're seeing that or not yet. I think maybe in some ways they are, but in some ways they are not. And again, that's why I think that this game is such a big game for him. How about Matt Miller? He's the offensive coordinator. He's the one working with Casey Bauman most directly. And uh, uh, he's also the quarterbacks coach. And you're right, uh, QB coach. And so they're they're together in the office all the time uh, and on the field. Here's his thoughts about his quarterback. When you watch Casey Bobman, he seems like he's getting through his reads pretty good. I know you guys aren't making it too complicated for him, but it seems like he's getting through his progressions pretty good. And he's certainly done a great job of taking care of the football. No interceptions yet so far through three games. He's only taken one sack. So his awareness of things that are going on around him seem to be already at a high level. Seems like the next step for him then is just being able to make those easy throws. Coach Choate talked about it on Monday. You know, a lot about just his weight transfer being a six foot seven guy. And uh, it seems maybe there's even an element of nerves when he has an open guy. Uh, so in your mind, what's the next step for him just throwing the ball, especially when it comes to some of the stuff that are some of the more simple parts of your guys' passing game? Yeah, and I think, like you said, the, the biggest part of our success the last couple of weeks is, is taking care of the football as well as our defense creating turnovers. You know, when a team can do that, it, it makes life a lot easier for the Bobcats. Um, but for Casey to take the next step in terms of throwing the ball effectively and efficiently, um, definitely there's some mechanical things that we got to clean up and uh, sometimes it is nerves, but at this point of the season, now he's got three games underneath his belt. Those nerves will start settling down more and more the more game reps he gets. Um, and you can see it when, he, when he's confident and he's calm, um, his mechanics are good. When, when he's a little more uh, not settled into the pocket, um, his mechanics kind of go out the window. His feet are really loud in the pocket, and that causes some inaccuracies with his throws. Um, so that's something we're working on constantly every single day is, hey, settle your mind down because it's going to settle your body down to be able to go deliver accurate throws. And just go play pitch and catch like you've done your entire life because um, a lot of those throws, they're not super difficult to make in terms of what we're asking to do. But also at the same time, you got to think about um, it's a whole different world for, for a young quarterback um, you know, playing in college football compared to high school football. When live bulls are flying, it happens a little faster than at practice and even some of the stuff we do at practice try to simulate that game type of speed. I'm trying to think of a good analogy, Coulter, that that people can relate to, of of what it's like, the difference of doing something as a matter of practice as opposed to doing something live. For some people, it's test taking. You can go in, you can do all the studying in the world, you research, you know the stuff, and then when you got to sit down and actually get the answers right in, you know, in an hour in a classroom, it all falls apart for you, you know. Uh, and I'm, by the way, I'm not saying, or, or maybe it goes great for you. I don't know. Is, but 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 there's a difference to having to do it now in this very moment. This is when it has to happen, and this is this is the way it has to happen. And uh, it's it's just a matter of working into it. And people talk about the game slowing down and 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 that kind of thing. And if you haven't done it, there's no way to do it except for to do it. You can't like you, you just you can't practice it. You can't prep. You can't mental rep it. You can't study it. You got to go do it. I think that the no interception thing is actually a double-edged sword because Casey mm. Bauman deserves a ton of credit for not throwing any picks, but also he's tried so hard to not throw any picks that he's not letting it rip like you need to do sometimes. Mm. I mean, the best interception, touchdown interception uh, ratios in NFL history are not by the best guys. It's like Chad Pennington and Brian Greasy and Nick Foles. And Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the one ex- the exception. exception. But yeah. a lot of times, you need to be able... I mean, if you're going to let a river, if you're going to throw four touchdowns, you're probably going to throw a pick. Basketball analogy on this, uh, but I, I remember John Calipari, he was upset 
that his team didn't have enough fouls in a particular half of basketball. Uh, and and he thought that there should be more fouls because he found that to be a lack of effort. You are not you are not pressing the issue enough if we're not, you know, if we got three team fouls and a half over here, that's not good enough. That's that's a sign that we're not up and pressing the way we need to be. And I think your point is well taken when you, when you talk about the interception thing. Obviously, you never want to have an interception, but also what you also don't have are a tremendous amount of like downfield touchdowns or down, you know, long long gains through the air. You know, so if there there's maybe a counterbalance to the no the no interception thing as well, and. Look, that's okay. Like again, he's they they've won all the games that they were supposed to win that they needed to win, and they're two and one, and and this will be interesting if they're quote unquote walking in without a net. If you know Troy Anderson isn't playing, and or Travis Johnson isn't isn't playing in this game, and it is Casey Bauman's show, so to speak, for for one game against a team who you are supposed to beat and beat handily, but it can get it can get weird. It could get weird tomorrow in Bozeman if if there's not a progression taken, or if maybe there's a weird, you know a, a step back that feels like it, it maybe happened heading into like you said conference play. All of a sudden, what do you do? And I think that's where where it's going. You know, when 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 Jeff Choate made this decision, they said he said we don't want Casey looking over his back. We don't want him looking over his shoulder at the potential of you know being pulled and having, you know, Tucker Rovig or somebody else come into him. But this is where Robert meets the road because he's certainly played well enough to this point to not have to look over his shoulder, and yet he probably hasn't played up to the level that it, that they were hoping that he might get to at this point. And will there be the confidence slash patience to just let him do what he needs to do to get there? And that's, uh, I, we will find out soon enough. Give him some Grizz tickets. Let's do it. Now that we've talked about the Bobcats the whole we'll get, segment. We'll get a little bit of the Grizz before we get to Todd Hughes in this next segment here. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Boys and girls, you want to go to the Grizz Monmouth game? We're just going to make it simple for you, okay? We're going to make it simple for you today. 329-1899. 329-1899, the phone number. All guests join us via the Range Brothers uh, RV phone line, and you will be joining us at the football game because we like you. Let's make it even better. Right now, you give us a call, 329-1899. You're going to get Grizz tickets. You're also going to get a six-pack of the sandwich okay. from Warden's Market. So you're going to get fed tonight or maybe even tomorrow. Drink your six-pack during the game or before the game or after, whatever you want. Yeah. All of the above. Maybe two, two, and two. 329-1899, six-pack and a Sammy from Warden's Market and Grizz ticks. It's a pretty good deal. It's a pretty good deal right there. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Todd Hughes, head coach of the Loyola Rams football team, going to join us ahead of their football game tonight, 7 o'clock, against uh, third-ranked Manhattan. Right after this. Hey, Golter, there's a lot of things that are not that fun to do, but there's only a few things that aren't that fun to do, and also you could get really injured doing. So why would you do those? Specifically, clean your gutters. Don't do that. <laughs> Let experts do it. Let people who are insured do it. Let people who know how to do it do it. Specifically, Missoula Gutter Cleaning and MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. You call up MissoulaGutterCleaning.com or go online, as it were, into the web. You get yourself an estimate right now. And you will be able to do whatever you want this weekend instead of getting your gutters ready for autumn. Okay? Nobody wants to waste your time doing that. The effort and the risk. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com, you do that. By the way, they will give you a $20 gift card, 20 bucks to your favorite brewery or coffee shop, whatever you want, 
when the job is done. How about that? So you'll even have something to do while you're not up there risking life and limb trying to get hay and mud and bugs and leaves and wet and gunk and nastiness out of your gutters. Okay? MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. It's that simple. Go there. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas. Here's some sports news for you. Missoula Big Sky used a powerful second half to defeat Bozeman two weeks ago. Trailing 28-0 to Hellgate last week, the Eagles won the second half 21-7 but lost the Crosstown Showdown. A showdown Thursday in Missoula, though, the Eagles almost found the second half magic before falling ultimately 23-20 to Helena. After falling behind 16-7 at halftime, Big Sky Court scored two unanswered touchdowns in the third quarter to take a 26-team lead into the final frame before Helena scored the final uh, touchdown of the game to win it. Hel- Helena had 501 yards of total offense against Big Sky's 176. The Bengals are now 3-1, while Big Sky falls to 1-3. For the first 22 minutes of the first half, Billing Skyview hung tough with Bozeman, but the first of Asher Croy's four touchdown runs and a 33-yard field goal in the final two minutes of the second quarter gave Bozeman a 17-0 lead and all the momentum on a way to a 58-0 win. The Hawks scored five touchdowns in the third quarter, including an interception return for a touchdown, a blocked punt return for a touchdown. Bozeman now 3-1, Skyview 0-4. Premier prep matchups highlight tonight's slate around the state. Number three, Manhattan comes to Missoula to take on number four, Loyola. That game will be on SWX Montana Television at 7. In Class AA, Sentinel is at number three, Helena Capital. Both those teams are undefeated. And Frenchtown host Steve I, while Hamilton is at Dillon in Class A. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Kansas is about ready to get a bunch of violations handed to them from the NCAA, including level one violations, which could include the suspension for up to a year of Bill Self. Wow. How many times they won the Big 12 in a row? 90? I think 90. Yes, 90. Has anyone ever actually won the Big 12 besides them? No. Because it used to be the Big 8. It was the Big 1, and it's just (laughs) Kansas. Uh, Cam Newton out Sunday. Foot ruled out, not playing. Ziggy Ansa going to make his Seattle Seahawks debut against New Orleans. Everything's going down on a Friday. It is to tell New Orleans, 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can find us uh, on the uh, Twitter, at Gus Tutel, at 1029 ESPN, and at Skyline Sports MT as well. Uh, it is time now 
Texas Tech won the Big 12 last year, actually, snapping Kansas' streak. Oh, right. But since the Big 12 was created in 1997, Kansas has won 18 of the Big 12 titles. 18 out of 22. Remarkable. Or 23. Yeah. Sorry, I was drinking Florence coffee. No, it's, it's okay. Um, uh, okay, it is time for our Coach's Corner. It is brought to us by Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Coulter went down to Loyola High School to talk with Todd Hughes. Todd Hughes, the head coach of the Loyola Rams football team. Since Coach Hughes has been the coach, this is his sixth or seventh year as the head coach. It's his seventh year as the head coach, but he's been at Loyola, I think, now for 13 oh, total time. years. Yep. Yeah, because yep. he was on Dan Weber's staff for a long time, too. And, and uh, Todd Hughes, one of our favorite guys, just fun to sit down and talk with him. And he's he's just a he's just a good Montana football coach to sit down That's with. That's right. And, he's and an old school him. Montana guy. Yeah. And uh, and so uh, Loyola has been really good the entire time that he's been the head coach, as they were under Coach Weber as well. Uh, have yet though to win a state championship. And uh, they they won a co- they won back to back in 2012 2013, but they've lost in the state championship game each of the last two years and three out of the last five. Including Fairfield a year ago. Yep. Who they is their one blemish on their record so far this year. And well, they're another now they're playing Manhattan tonight, who's the number three team in the state, Loyola number four. And so one loss between the two schools and added to the number one team in the state in Fairfield. So here you go. Our coach's corner with Todd Hughes. Down at Loyola High School. I guess down at Loyola High School football facility with head coach Todd Hughes. Todd, thanks for being with us today. You're very welcome. Thanks for coming. Loyola, 2-1 and one on the season. The one loss to defending state champion Fairfield, but good wins first in Bozeman at Bobcat Stadium over Huntley Project, and then last week against Whitehall. And this week, big game, Manhattan coming to town. And this will be two of the top five teams in Class B right now, according to the Treasure State Media poll. So, Coach, just a basic evaluation of your season so far. What do you thought of the way your team's playing? You know, um, I've been pretty pretty happy with it. We, uh, we've played the first three games, minus some key older kids. And so a lot of these younger kids and, and you know, first-time starters have had taken some very valuable steps. Um, you know, it's going to pay off, hopefully, down in the, you know, in the long run when the season gets longer and we get into the playoffs. Um, I think that's it's going to pay off um, in the long run. In the playoffs, you guys have had such great success, but you guys have also fallen short the last couple of years. How much of a motivating factor is that for just the entire program here at Loyola? You know, you had to bring up falling short. No, that's <laughs> season. Um, you know, we have we've had a tremendous amount of success. We just can't get over that last hump. I tell everybody, I feel like a bridesmaid, um, never the bride. But hopefully, you know, this kid, these kids, um, I've got fit. 14 seniors. Um, they all remember it very well from last year. Um, a lot of them remember it from two years ago when we did the same thing against Eureka and we came up short. And so it, it weighs on them. They spent a ton of time in the weight room. Um, I truly believe that this is bar none the best offensive line I've had in the last 10 years. Wow. They're, they're big. They're strong. They spend a ton of time in the weight room, and we finally get them all healthy and ready to go this weekend. Take us back to the opener at Bobcat Stadium. What was that experience like for your kids? Oh, it's always great when we get to play over there. I thank those guys a ton for allowing us to use that facility. It's, you know, it's those kids get a chance. Some of them will never see a, you know, a stadium like that, especially left, let alone on the turf playing. Um, so, you know, we, we, we've been doing this now. This was our third year um, in a row with Huntley. We kind of meet in the middle. It's a zero-week game, so it's kind of a practice thing for us, but it's, it's really special for the kids. 
Speaking of Montana State, we just saw Joey McElroy's dad, Joe, in here. And I, Joey's playing over at Montana State. I'm a Loyola alum. I saw David Copang at Grizz practice yesterday, too. It's got, it's got to make you proud as a coach, just seeing these guys chase their dreams and play for the Cats and the Grizz. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, David actually stopped by on Tuesday night. We have our championship minute night. It's our toughest practice of the week. And I asked him if he came out there to run. He kind of laughed. But, no, it's it's tremendous to see those kids. I knew that they would be successful when they were freshmen. You know, they just they have a work ethic. Um, that we carry here at Loyola. That's why we're good year in and year out. Um, and by the time those guys were seniors, the kids that were freshmen at that time are the kids that are playing right now. So it's it's a you know it's something that you know it's just it's one of those things that we try to instill in them with the leadership core of our older kids, and, and they do it. And then when they come back like that, you know, I got my son played in the 13 championship team. He's on my staff now, and. And a lot of those kids are that are played with there, they still come back periodically through two a days and say hi to the boys. And you know, even though these kids, most of them don't even remember him, I tell him all the time he's a has been now. But uh, you know, it's just it, we started it then, um, literally in 2006, and since then it's kind of just been um, you know moving uphill every year. We, we this is what our expectations are. I didn't realize Bo was coaching for you. That's awesome that he is. I have to tease him because I always tell him. Play for the Cats, win a state championship, that was all great. But the greatest accomplishment was when we won that flag football city championship in Bozeman that one year. They We were so good, they kicked us out of the league. So maybe he isn't a has-been. Maybe he should start playing Missoula flag football. Oh, yeah, he tells me about that all the time. He <laughs> says, I said, what kind of a route combination? He says, we just threw verts. Threw verts. So we, yeah. we just threw verts. But you guys had kind of cheated and had some stacked guys on Oh, uh, yeah, we had all the ex-cat players, so it was not necessarily a fair team. Right, right. No, he does a great job. He's young coach. Um, eager to learn, eager to, you know, it, it's funny. I got a couple young coaches on my team, and I have to temper their enthusiasm because I tell them all the time, the guy with the chalk last usually wins because they're always, well, what if we do this? What if we do that? And like I said, they, they, I'm like, guys, the guy with the last chalk can w- will win it. These are high school kids. We don't have nine hours a day that we can get we can work this stuff in but it's it's great to have their enthusiasm um coach ben is an added um offensive guy mine he's been a head coach for quite some time so you know we've got a good group we've got a good group uh, a good staff put together and i got a good group of kids that uh, are ready to roll quarterback position mitzel Yes. Yep. How, how have you thought of his performance so far? You know, he's doing well. He's an extreme athletic kid. You know, he he uh, the game is starting to kind of slow down for him a little bit, mind wise, and he's starting to make the decisions that we need him to make. Um, a lot of times, you know, when you're an outstanding athlete as he is, you know, those kids always want to make the play. They always want to make do more and do more and do more and do more and. And, uh, you know, part of it is tempering his enthusiasm as well and saying, you know what, let's play within what we do and everything will be fine. And and we really saw that kind of come to fruition last week against Whitehall. I think we had 513 yards of offense. And so, you know, that's starting to come around. We can do that week in and week out. We'll be all right. Loyola plays at Manhattan on Friday. Give us a general scout. Is it, is it here? It's here. Oh, it's here. Okay. Uh, look at the max prep schedule here. They had it at, at Manhattan. But in here, here, Rollins Field, what's the general scout on the Tigers this year? You know, they're an outstanding football team. I actually I think probably overall um, they're probably the most dynamic team when it comes to guys that can throw the ball pat, you know, down the field and their kickoff game and their defense. They're big up front. They block extremely well. Um, they block to the whistle. They do the things right. They're, you know, I know that they're well coached, and so you know, it'll. I think it'll be a big, a really big test. 
Opportunity Bank, Coach's Corner with longtime Loyola head coach Todd Hughes. Todd, thanks so much for being with us. You bet. Thanks for coming, Coulter. There you go. Todd Hughes, good work, Coulter. The Opportunity Bank, Coach's Corner, your, your local bank, your opportunity. And uh, that game tonight, again, SWX Montana Television coming up an hour after we're off the air on the TV. Watch Loyola Manhattan right here uh, on SWX. Coulter, I know that you like things. <laughs> But there is nothing that you like more than what we're about to do. Like you are a child on Christmas Day. Oh, oh, this is this is way more excited than I ever was when, as a child. These are I got these cards three days ago. These have been burning a hole through my desk. I wanted to open them all. So tell long. tell them Coulter about Zootown Sports Cards and the rip session that we're about to have. Yeah, Zootown Sports Cards, my favorite place in town. It's right there on the corner of Higgins and South Avenue, right across from Dorman Blazer Field. They have all sorts of memorabilia and all sorts of great cards, and you can buy cards. You can uh, sell cards. You can trade-in cards. I traded in a couple sweet autographs and uh, got myself a nice throwback Michael Jordan the other day. Got myself a LeBron James. And right now, they, and across the nation, there's a new promotion going on through Panini. It's called the Panini Player of the Day football card promo. And customers will qualify for prizes. You're going to about to open a pack of these Donner's Paninis. Yes, I if am. You get a player, NFL football card. If you get a Player of the Day card or a Wild Card Player of the Day, then that means you are entered for possible prizes, which include promo packs, t-shirts, posters, and more. The local grand prize is an encapsulated autograph card from Zootown Sports Cards, and local voters will then be entered into the grand prize to spend a day with an NFL player. So, if you get the grand prize, you you might get to spend a day with Saquon Barkley or Tom Brady or whoever it is you might pick. The contest lasts for 32 days, September 20th, uh, which is actually today. How about that? Uh, all the way through October 31st. So, guess any good any good luck over Let's there? Let's see. I got a Sterling Shepard. I got a Christian Kirk. I got a Carl Joseph. Uh, we'll see how Carl Joseph uh, comes around. I'm very excited. Optimistic about Cortland Sutton. You're already Robbie Anderson. Very big uh, uh, wide receiver. I got a 2019. Now this is odd. This is I got a 2019 Joe Montana Coulter. Wow. About that. That's cool. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What'd you get? What'd you got? You got player of the day? I got an A-Raj. A-Raj. Is it a player of the day one, too, or is it just a straight up? You know, I don't know how to read I'll, I'll, I'll decipher. I'll I decipher. mean, it's it's different. It's glossy. It's like the quarterback himself. Like, very, very good. Miles yeah. Sanders rookie card. See how that works out. And uh, the Gridiron Kings, Drew Locke. Man, this might be. I don't feel good. This might be the best pack of cards I've opened as an adult, right here. I, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm I'm serious, dude. I got a Shoshone Otani rookie card. I got a Mike Trout limited edition rookie in stars. I got a Stephen Gonslav rookie jerseys and autographs. They got a jersey and an autograph. This is one out of one ninety nine. Wow. The odds of this are. I mean, this is probably one out of one ninety nine. I mean, this That's is this odds. is probably worth. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what these chronicles are like, but this is probably worth at least twenty twenty five bucks, but maybe even more than that. Got a sweet Alex Bregman insert. Got a Jose Ramirez Obsidian insert, and got an Albert Pujols. Uh, insert as well. So you got a whole bunch of inserts in this pack. This is pretty darn cool. These uh, these chronicles are just out, fresh on the market. So go check them out. Zootown Sports Cards. They have monthly trading days, and they have all sorts of stuff going on. It's a great place for kids, a great place for adults, a great place to invest your money, a great place to continue a hobby. Zootown Sports Cards right there, corner of Higgins and South Avenue in Missoula. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. 
Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. To tell in Nuanes on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Missoula. Destiny's Child, come on. Back when Beyonce was good. Stop. You stop. Mute it. It's To tell in Nuanes, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Queen B, you shan't speak negatively. Broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. It is time now for our favorite segment of the week. It is sports with a chick who doesn't know sports. Her name is Carolyn. It's brought to us by the Missoula Winery and Event Center. Hold on tight. Off we go. It's Friday, and you know what that means. It's time to listen to a chick who doesn't know about sports talk about sports. Our friend Carolyn in with us again. Hello, Carolyn. How are you? Happy Friday, y'all. <laughs> Happy Friday. <laughs> wow. Glad you're in a good mood. This is yeah. nice. Uh, a great week. So. I think we are like at 98% on uh, segments with you that have required the bleep at some point, and I hope that we can get through this one clean, but I, I am not anticipating that that's going to be the I, case. You, I don't ever know with me or you because you have, you're kind of a, you know. Loose cannon? Me? Me. No. She's saying you're a tightwad. Yeah. You're the one who does the bleeping. I think you're right. You know, it's a family-friendly show despite your presence on it. <laughs> the, the hilarious part is that Ryan is an anarchist, but he acts like he's not on the show for no reason at all. Well, I did run into a client at um, Rattlesnake Gardens. On That's Friday. the nicest thing you've ever said about <laughs> me, other than the Letterman it. thing. Sorry, go ahead, I Carolyn. I did run yes. into Barrett at Rattlesnake Gardens on Friday, and he said how he likes the segment. And then I realized that I am disgusting, and I was actually a little embarrassed for myself. Well, you shouldn't be embarrassed. Okay. I've cleaned it up. It's oh, all thanks. presentable now, okay. thanks to me and the power of wizardry of the, that I possess. Of the uh, okay, well, uh, let's talk about some sports, Carolyn. What have you uh, come across this last week? Heaven only knows what could have been in the news in the sports news that would have caught your attention this week. Well, I mean, Antonio Brown was dropped right. by Nike. Yes. Yeah. Oh, dropped by Nike. Yes. yes. He was. Know that? Oh, I did know I that. I was bringing breaking news. 
How closely have you followed this uh, Antonio Brown saga? Well, I know he's been dropped by Nike, but he's still playing football. He is because there's evidently been a statue of limitations that was crossed, and so there can't be a an, like a formal investigation. Is that right, or a criminal investigation? So you could sit, you could still do like a civil uh, suit. That's what this has been all along, right? Right. The initial filing was a civil suit. That's why there's been no law enforcement involved in this from day one. And that's also why there's been no uh, action taken by the league as such because it's not a criminal investigation. It's a civil one, which they're, I guess they don't have a framework or something like that to So what would happen if the civil, this goes forward and he's found guilty in a civil suit? Will he? I have no idea. I think he just has to pay the person. I don't think he has to. Interesting. If there's no legal violation here, I don't think the league, the league can't do anything. Well, the league can do whatever it wants. They can't because it's about, right, because they have the The commissioner could just say. Right, they have the personal conduct policy, but there's only ever been one guy who was suspended for a personal conduct violation that did not result from a crime, and that's Ezekiel Elliott. So, but the point is, is that we don't know, right, what would, what could actually happen. Do you Sorry. No, go ahead. Do you think the Patriots should do something as like a PR, like for PR more? You know what I mean? Like that that no. makes them look better or no. worse or what? No, I think it, I think that the Patriots don't give one rip about anything at they all other cheaters. than winning football games. Bill Belichick is a curmudgeonly old football coach, and Robert Kraft is a hundred years old, and they do not care. They just deflate footballs. At and, least, okay. yes. Well, Here's the thing, oh. though. If he doesn't have any, he has no criminal charges. So, therefore, to it would be, to me, I, I understand the climate that we live in, and I understand a lot of these allegations against Antonio Brown are disgusting. And uh, but, but, again, he's not guilty until he's proven guilty, regardless if it's in a civil court or a criminal court. I think it would be a bad precedent to set if you suspend a guy for a personal conduct violation because he's enduring a civil suit. That opens the door now for all sorts right. of people to sue NFL players, and if they're just getting sued left and right, and then that means then they're getting suspended and not paid, that's a just, that's bad precedent. They'll to have set. to get Colin back on the field. Jeez, that's never happening ever. <laughs> At this point, that's just so out of the cards. It's not possible. The thing, though, too, is when it comes to, you know, penalizing or, like, disciplining players it, for things that are happening away from football, the absolute modus operandi is to pass the buck. That's why it always goes to Robert Kraft, or to Robert Kraft, to, to Roger Goodell and you know, the league office, because the teams want nothing to do with that internally at all. Well, Tom Brady, you know, my favorite. Yes. Um, invited Antonio to stay with him while he's getting settled. So there's that olive branch. Well, there. I don't know if there's enough room in the house. Because they have so many kids? Because their house is so small. Oh, because they have that ridiculous mansion? Yeah, $38 million. Not 300 like James Harden's, oh, but it yeah. is yeah. $38 Well, it's also in Jersey or whatever. I so. was listening to that segment on the show last week while I was driving to Eugene since it was pre-recorded. I was laughing so hard thinking about Carolyn imagining a $300 million <laughs> house. Listen. At some point, the numbers don't matter. Like, when we talk about the national debt, nobody even considers it because you can't actually imagine what Maybe. $40 trillion right. is. It makes no sense. Have you ever seen Evander Holyfield's house? No. Evander Holyfield lives in a 50-bedroom house. Wow. That's ridiculous. It has not one, not two, but three bowling alleys in it. <laughs> I can't one imagine trying to clean that place. Oh, no. Th- like, there's a documentary about that house and him, and it is the saddest thing ever because when his kids grow up and then his wife divorces him, he's living in this house by himself. Where is, what state it's is it? It's in Georgia. Oh. So it's only like a million and a it. half. 
He could turn it into a hotel. He could well, make like a B and B. Well, back to our conversation from the other week. He's broke now. Oh well, he then he should. I mean, He's Evander Holyfield running an Airbnb would be uh, something I'd go. Oh my I'd god, that's a Georgia. great reality show, isn't it? Oh, Ooh, the next. I'm going to take that to the special. people. Uh, okay. So Tom Brady, I was reading that Tom Brady wanted Antonio to stay in, in his in his shack. And then I read that Tom and Giselle like to host welcome barbecues every year for the team. Mm. And all I could picture was how lame that barbecue would be. Just like uh, asparagus and cucumber yeah. rounds? Yeah. Like there's no burgers. <laughs> there's no ribs. It would suck. I bet there's no beer. Tom's doing planks in between. Oh, God. Now, Making smoothies. All, there's got to be beer. We've seen Tom house a beer, right? He does like, he just like drops it. has gone in like two seconds. I don't believe it. Yeah, it's on well, TV. He went to Michigan. All right. Well, he doesn't now, I guarantee. <laughs> He's sitting there eating his vegetables like a good boy. TV 12, baby. Ugh. What else anyway. Um, one little Dennis Rodman note. Mm, yes. Um, he really, he revealed to, this week that Madonna was going to pay him $20 million to impregnate her. I'm wondering <laughs> what the level of credibility is on that. You know, yeah, like if Madonna comes around and says, yes, this is a fact, then. Well, they were dating in the nineties. They were dating. In I mean, the I don't 90s. know if they went on dates. <laughs> That's a very funny joke, Carolyn. I think I get it. Uh, here's my issue is that, well, I mean, do you really have to pay, you know, somebody that you're dating? I don't understand that. Anyways. I think she probably wanted to be bound to him genetically and not personally. You know what I mean? You pay him so that you get the baby and then you don't have to deal with Dennis Rodman yeah, for the I rest of your life. So anyway, Dennis Rodman probably is bumming out that he missed out on that 20 mil because now he's robbing yoga studios and the OC. So you guys got to watch the Dennis Rodman 30 for 30. It's really good. Really sad. That's a great way to end this. So happy Friday. That is your homework (laughs) for the weekend. Go watch Dennis Rodman. Carolyn, thank you very much. Sports update from a chick that doesn't know about sports presented by the Missoula Winery and Events Center. Great place for your holiday party. Give them a call today. There you go. Carolyn doing what she does very best, which is not that much about sports. And yes, we do know that that Antonio Brown has now been released and probably is no longer the roommate of Tom Brady and Giselle. That's probably a fact. Uh, Chicken doesn't know about sports. Doesn't know sports. Brought to us by the Missoula Winery and Event Center. Great place to host a party, host an event. You got you know, coming up on uh, yeah, football stuff going on. Obviously, holiday stuff forthcoming. Missoula Winery and Event Center, the place you want to be. Tattoo Girl Wine, that's the stuff you want to drink. They got it all for you at the Missoula Winery and Event Center. Hour one of the books. Hour two, straight ahead. You a Seahawks fan? This next segment is for you. 12 for the 12s. Next. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 